The Main Ingredient with Kevin Bergen on 680 CJOB. Brought to you by Portage Family Foods, Portage at Ferry, and Dakota Family Foods. Dakota at St. Mary's Road. A little late, but Happy New Year, people. With a new year comes the same old resolutions people commit to, quote-unquote, each year. Me, I hate resolutions, or at least I hate unrealistic ones. That's why I contacted my next guest, Mitch Calvert, the owner of Calvert Fitness. He's helped hundreds of people reach realistic and real health and fitness goals without all the empty promises and nonsense. Mitch, welcome to The Main Ingredient. Let's get into your background. Let's talk about what it is you do. But first of all, let's let's talk about how you got there. Yeah, a really unconventional route, right? I mean, I was always a chubby kid. I played hockey until I was like 13. But as soon as that ended, it was all video games and all junk food. And I worked in a well, grapes on Keniston, rest in peace. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. So I would bring back chicken fingers and fries every night at midnight, right? When I got off my shift. And it was just this vicious cycle. And before you knew it, I had put on you know, 30 pounds in a year between high school and university. And I was wow. already over. Yeah. So 260 pounds is kind of that wake up call in university, just kind of staring in the mirror and at the scale. I'm like, I got to do something about this or, you know, by 40 years old, I'm not going to be even around. So I got the spark for fitness through my own journey initially, you know, going through the trials and errors and tribulations of losing 60 pounds and certainly tried to do it the wrong way, you know, at first rushed the process, got obsessed with, you know, cardio running, lots of running and I lost weight on the scale, but then I'm like, well, I just feel like a skinnier version of my former self. I was missing that X factor. And that's like, like what you felt like a skinny fat guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything was kind of droopy still, even though the scale was down, you know, like 30 plus pounds. And I finally kind of figured it out in the weight room. Um, my family got a membership to the Brady center, uh, which, uh, Really was the spark, although I, I struggled for a while to get comfortable in there. You know, thought everyone was looking at me and totally, had some yeah, embarrassing moments. Yeah, the usual yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. But over enough, long enough timeline, you start to get good at it. You start to grow, you know, some enjoyment from it, and then it becomes just a part of your identity, right? And that was kind of the, the launching pad. I never had any aspirations of coaching people, but I was only a few years in a university at the time. Started to shift my interests in my my schooling into kinesiology and eventually became a trainer in a roundabout way. I was still, because I thought it was the safe path to get a communications degree and go into, uh, well, initially it was journalism, but public relations, right? So a lot of those safe nine to five jobs, but there was always this inkling to be in fitness, even though it wasn't the safe route. I was always personal training people on the side and the side hustle became my main hustle, and it just kind of fell in my lap. I was forced to make that decision to, to go all in on this. And, and fast forward now, 12 plus years, we're still going strong. What was the breaking point to make you make that switch? Uh, good point. I mean, I think it was just going to work and feeling anxious about the work I was doing and not really enjoying it. And then as soon as I shifted gears to my own deal, like having this energy that came from it, right? and seeing the transformations and the people I was working with. It didn't hurt that I obviously built up the clientele that, it, you know, I could make a seamless transition without bankrupting my family and <laughs> putting us out on the streets. So it was the combination of some preliminary success and just that, that passion that I couldn't uh, help myself from making the change. It's, it's one thing to lose 60 pounds, but it's another thing to keep 60 pounds off. What, what part of that 
was successful for you? Did you yo-yo at all? Or did you, when, when it came off, you managed to keep it off? Yeah, I yo-yoed initially. Like I would do 10, 15 pounds pretty easily and then see some shiny object, right? Something yeah. new. I went yeah. through all the fad diets. I did keto before it was cool, before it was even called keto and ended up in the ER with a bowel obstruction. So that, that one didn't last too long for me, but <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> yeah, a lot of years of mistakes. Uh, what really did it for me is it was actually online coaching before it was a thing. Ken Hill was the guy just through the bodybuilding forums. He offered coaching and I signed up with him and it was really eye opening experience because I kind of found a middle ground with his approach where you, you can build muscle and you don't have to obsess about losing weight on the scale and your body can change in the process. And that's when it really started to stick. And then, you know, you build the habits, you build the identity, you become that fit person in your mind and then you, your actions kind of follow suit. So it's a lot, a lot easier to stick to at that point. Let's talk. It's, it's new year's it's 2022. You're a trainer. You know, we, we know the deal when it comes to New Year's resolutions. So let's talk about some of the problems with resolutions. You know, there's well, why shouldn't you um, do a crash diet? Why shouldn't you start a new cleanse? What's the problem with those things? Yeah. And, and like I kind of touched on, I learned this lesson the hard way, right? When I first initially tried to lose the weight is I would look for the shortcut and get some immediate gratification early on. You know, the scales drop in pretty quickly, but you start to fizzle out. And, and I kind of just... The word, the, the phrase I say is unsustainable methods. So you're looking at it the wrong way if you go about it, trying to lose the weight as quick as possible. Like there's going to be a lot of water fluctuation early on. If you cut your calories too fast, you do too much cardio, you go on a diet that, you know, for example, keto that eliminates carbohydrates entirely. It's going to give you the illusion that fat is being lost at a rapid race, but that's body, you know, water, water weight in your muscles, liver, that's being depleted really quickly. And so you look at the scale and you're down five pounds and this process is working great, but eventually you're going to have a birthday party and want a piece of cake. And then you're not in ketosis anymore. And you find like, it's all or nothing, you know, in these black and white rules. And we always preach, you know, structured flexibility where you're on a good plan. You're eating mostly whole foods, but you have room for air for fun, right? Cause life is meant to, you know, food is meant to be, enjoyed at times you you'd be perfect you know this show is all about that so you don't want to have dry chicken breast and broccoli day after day really because it just sounds appealing yeah <laughs> I mean, they make a great show <laughs> <laughs> exactly so that's where you kind of have to find that middle ground an approach that's going to take you where you want to go over a long enough timeline that you can you know consistently commit to Fitness trainer Mitch Calvert is my guest today on the show. And after a break, we're going to chat about five secrets to success in 2022. It's super easy. You'll see. The Main Ingredient with Kevin Bergen. The Main Ingredient with Kevin Bergen on 680 CJOB. Brought to you by Portage Family Foods, Portage at Ferry, and Dakota Family Foods. Dakota at St. Mary's Road. Hey everybody, it's 2022 and many people, as usual, have made New Year's resolutions. The most popular ones being about their health. Mitch Calvert, owner of Calvert Fitness, which has a large client list because he helps people set and reach realistic goals. And most of all, helps them get results. Mitch, you spend a lot of time on social media. One of the posts that you had, which I really liked, 
It was uh, one of your New Year's posts that um, says three secrets to success in 2022. So can you share those secrets with us? Is it top secret? No, no. Well, it wouldn't be on Instagram if it was top secret, right? Yeah. (laughs) I got to pull back. I I post so much. I don't even remember that one, but no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So I I, will actually extend it to five secrets. And it's it's kind of uh, boring not to ruin the show here, but it, it boils down to the fundamental five we talk about, right? So that first one on there, I think, was that 80-20 rule yep. where, you know, whole foods, calorie control, there's nothing sexy about it, but that's really what's going to lead to, certainly if you're looking for weight loss, that's what's going to almost guarantee it happens for you is knowing somewhat where your calories should be day to day and staying within that framework. And an easy way to go about it is just making sure most foods are whole foods, one single ingredient, right? Not a box with a bunch of random things in it with a big, long nutrition label. So pizza pops are out? Yeah, pizza pops pops likely out. I mean, we can fit that into the 20% where you have a little bit of indulgence and a little freedom, right? Which everyone needs. But if you're making the majority of your diet home-cooked whole foods, you're probably saving money for one, but you're also getting more uh, results when it comes to this stuff because it's hard to you know, eat in a way that facilitates weight loss, going out to eat or ordering takeout, you know, hitting up 7-Eleven, all that stuff. It's just, you don't really know what's in all those foods and the calories can get out of control pretty quickly. Hey, so what does the trainer eat whole food wise? You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, you know, everybody yeah. preaches, you should be eating this. When Mitch is eating, what whole foods does Mitch eat? Yeah, I mean, I have a few staples with some freedom, usually saved for dinner right so my breakfast is almost always the same and it's a smoothie you know a little bit of fruit in there some protein powder because that's convenient for me you could use egg whites you could use some sort of milk uh, that kind of thing i get a lot of greens in there because i don't necessarily default to eating greens just by nature so i (laughs) i I sneak them into a shake yeah so i sneak them in there so that you know i hit my quota without having to force it down so that's often my breakfast most days of the week. Certainly, you know, weekends I might mix it up with, uh, you know, French toast, protein French toast. That's a good one. Uh, but lunch comes around. I like to sit down really quickly. It's already prepared, but I'm a big fan of jasmine rice, you know, white rice. I know that serious people, but uh, calorie-wise, brown rice, white rice doesn't make a huge difference. And I pair that with, you know, a quality protein source. You can go the old cliche chicken breast route, but I tend to prefer wild game or ground meats and then a little bit of veggies with this, with that. And and there's so many good seasonings nowadays that don't break. Yeah, there's, the ton, there's tons. Yeah, there's yeah. tons. Yeah, even like there's this one, I was surprised by it, a barbecue sauce that's kind of low sugar and you think, oh, it's going to taste like chemicals, but it was really quite comparable to actual barbecue sauce at one-fifth the calories. And I've been kind of dabbling with that lately because it really spices things up. So that's my that's my day in a nutshell. And then dinner is generally with the family. I have some flexibility there. We like to make it at home, but it's often like uh, one of those delivery services where they send you a box and you make it. Oh, yourself. and then you cook it. Yeah. 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 So that that's the route we go often when we're we're at home. And you know, once in a while we like take out we like the restaurants. We like to support the local scene, but in general, that's kind of how it breaks down. You just fill the gaps with some healthier snacks. Good to go. I guess potato chips are out. Um, 
one thing that one of the one of your five points that I found really interesting, uh, blame calories, not carbs. I'm sure there's a lot of misconception there, a lot of misinformation, people doing things the wrong way. Maybe you can explain that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really popular one these days, certainly because I think the keto diet has supported that. And hey, if it works for you, if you can keep going with it long term, by all means, kudos to you. But it's the carbs aren't to blame. And I know sugar gets a bad rap, but really it's your total calorie consumption. Because as soon as you reduce calories, you start to lose weight, all those healthy blood markers improve, and it has nothing to do with carbs in the end, right? So what we usually say is earn your carbs. They support good quality workouts. You know, it's your primary preferred energy source of your body. So if you're not giving your body anything in terms of carbs, you're going to suffer through workouts, stress hormones are going to increase, you might potentially lose quality muscle that you want to preserve. So, so we like to time them and, you know, at times maybe reduce them if you're sedentary, but if you're being active, like we, everyone in our program should be, you need a sufficient amount of carbs to really fuel your body and get the most benefit from it. So um, I, I would, I would challenge you to track your calories for a week with enough carbs in it. And I bet you lose the same rate as you do cutting carbs entirely. Right. Yep. Perfect. What about the simple one? Just simply move more, like, especially in this day and age, especially with the pandemic that we're going through, people are at home, they're stuck at home. They just sit at home watching Netflix, playing video games and really forget about the whole point that you can actually go outside. You can actually walk. You can just get up and move. How important is that? Huge, huge. Yeah. I talk about the three C's, you know, you got your couch, your computer and your car, and we spend a lot of time in them sitting we go from one to the other and we've, we blame our metabolism as we get older for the weight gain when it's really our, just our activity levels have reduced so much with age. Right. And, and our culture is set up for that too. So you're, you're just saying I'm straight up lazy. That's the, that's what you're saying. You know me so well already. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so many people will actually work really hard. They'll go to the gym, they'll do a ball busting. I don't know if that's a rodeo friendly word, but a hard workout in a group format, you know, 30 minutes sweating their butts off. Um, but the rest of their day is spent sitting. So they overemphasize the benefit of that one workout and certainly mm-hmm. good to do. But those other 23 hours, how are you moving? And it's such a critical piece to weight loss, but general health too. A good walk is going to, you know, reduce stress levels and you'll probably get some big breakthroughs for your work because your mind's not in a distracted state. So non-exercise activity thermogenesis is the the tagline, the NEAT, and people who rank high in NEAT levels always burn so much more calories than those who, you know, go to the gym, but the rest of the day is spent sitting at a desk. So, uh, you know, you may have to get a little creative if you're on Zoom all day long nowadays. You may have I'm to- running. I'm running right now on a treadmill. Talking yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so if you can turn your can- camera off and walk to do the Zoom call, I think that can help. I know a lot of people you know, say, oh, sorry, I have to work 10 hours on my computer. I can't get these step counts in, but you can get creative with it, you know, and, and find time for it, especially if you've got a dog that needs walking. It 8,000 8, steps isn't too hard to get to. And that's sort of that, that benchmark we, we suggest people hit consistently. It's funny that you brought up the whole um, emphasis that people have on that one workout. Because I used to work out with a guy where he would would never miss a workout but he would fight so hard to find the closest parking spot to the gym. I'm like, dude, aren't we here? To, I'm talking even in the summer too. I'm like, can't we just walk? Like, isn't that 
can that be part of the workout? And once he was done that workout, he literally did nothing. Like, I'm like, you're the fittest, laziest guy I've ever met. I don't even, I don't even know how that works, but that's a, a prime example of what you just said. People just emphasize on that one hour, or whatever the time is that they have to work out. And it's almost like they've earned being lazy for the rest of the, the rest of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll maybe talk about this a bit more later, but sometimes you can take those workouts too far where your body actually downregulates your movement to try to make up the difference, right? From that calorie burn. Mm-hmm. And so you're planted on the couch because you, you overtaxed your system through a really hard workout. And it kind of almost breaks even at the end of the day. And people don't realize that. They think, oh, I, I burned 800 calories according to my Fitbit. I can eat those 800 calories back. But the science is a lot muddier on that. And that's something people lose sight of. I prefer that you just, just do enough workout-wise save yourself from some time too, and then move the rest of the day, watch your nutrition. You'll get better results that way. We are going to talk about the last two secrets to keeping your 2022 fitness goals with Mitch Calvert from Calvert Fitness after a break. The main ingredient with Kevin Bergen. The main ingredient with Kevin Bergen on 680 CJOB. Brought to you by Portage Family Foods, Portage at Ferry, and Dakota Family Foods, Dakota at St. Mary's Road. Hey everybody, welcome to the main ingredient. Food and fitness go hand in hand, so since many of you have made New Year's resolutions that involves food and fitness, I brought in the expert, Mitch Calvert, who is a fat loss coach to help you keep them. Before the break, we were talking about the five secrets to success in 2022, and we are down to the last two. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so we've touched upon the movement. I, yeah, strength workouts would be one, right? You know, people are obsessed with like getting a really good sweat, you know, going to a boot camp, feeling like they destroyed their body. But you want to do workouts that sort of polish the stone underneath, if that makes sense. Like strength training, bodybuilding gets kind of a bad rap, but it's along those lines where you're kind of forcing your muscle to adapt and grow. And you, you are familiar with those workouts where you don't necessarily feel like you've destroyed yourself and you're in a pool of your own sweat at the end, but you've given your muscle a reason to stick around. And when you use diet and movement to burn off the fat, you've got a nice finished product there. And that's really what most people are striving for, but they, they think the, that body is going to just develop through sheer force and cardio and breaking things down. And you kind of need to build up behind the scenes, right? Yep. And what do you say to people that, you know, a lot of times people don't want to touch weights saying, well, I don't want to get big. I want to get big. I'm like, dude, you're not, you're not getting big in two weeks, not getting big in six months. So obviously weight training is important. Yeah. And it's particularly that comes from women, which it's starting to trend the right way with more celebrities picking up the weights and showing off their physiques that are built. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't grow Adam's apples. They don't get bulky. I mean, (laughs) if they did, I mean, if, if it was so easy, all every guy in the gym would be huge too. I mean, they're trying, it's a process to put on muscle that way. So think of it as toning and tightening your physique. And that's, what's going to ultimately lead to that result is lifting heavy weight for you relative to your abilities and getting stronger over time. It is such an important piece. Um, what's the last secret number five. Oh, you know what? This is the most unsexy one. And they're all unsexy. Great, Frank. They're all fundamentals, but, but it's, it's, it's getting you to sexy and they may be is. unsexy, but it's getting you to sexy, right? It's the shortcut in the end. Yeah. It's kind of the tortoise and hair analogy in living color. So that would be your sleep. And that means turning off Netflix. Sexy. Hey, but sleep is sexy. You know what I mean? 
Like I, yeah. at least at my age, it's, it's sexy to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm right with you there. If my kids don't interrupt my sleep, I love every minute of it. So seven hours generally for an adult, seven to nine. And that seems like a high range. Most people are probably under that. And that doesn't just mean time in bed. That means actual sleep cycles. So if it takes you a while to fall asleep, you should probably get in bed eight hours ahead of your wake up time so that you account for that. Right. And that's pretty tough for most people to do with distractions and screens and obligations, commitments, but it's so critical for your next day energy levels, but also fat loss. Like you're starting in a calorie burning hole. If you've slept less than six hours a night, your system's kind of stressed out, your hunger hormones are elevated. And they've shown that the equivalent is like 200 plus calories difference. Oh, wow. Yeah. From those who sleep less than six consistently and those who get their prerequisite seven to eight. So yeah, it can make a big difference and people can be doing everything else right, but they're stressed out and they're not sleeping enough and they don't know why the scale is not moving and they're frustrated. And that's probably why because they put in the rest, you know, time into their sleep. Right. And I know, I know we don't value that enough. You know, you've always got a million things to do. You've always got one more show to watch. So you've always got one more text to respond to. Um, that always kind of keep you up and don't, you don't realize maybe responding to that text t- took you 20 minutes. Now you finished your show that took another 30 plus you're wired from all those screens and it takes you another half an hour to actually fall asleep into deep sleep. Next thing you know, you've got like four hours of sleep and you just learn to function on that. Right. Which is not good. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So let's talk. We've talked about things that you should do. Maybe let's talk about a couple of things that you shouldn't. Yeah, I think the most obvious one is to try to make this complete 180 of your lifestyle just because you woke up on January 1st bloated and sluggish and guilty with what you did over the holidays so that you you just throw and you find a fitness model yeah. plan online, you know. You go way too hardcore. Cool. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like now I'm going to or I'm going to spend $2,000 on home equipment and I'm going to eat grass and I'm going <laughs> to, you know, I'm just drink water and protein shakes. That's what I'm doing for the next year at least. It's a yeah. life. Yeah. Um, if it lasted a year, I'd be really impressed, but it's often a two week, <laughs> two week thing. And you realize I can't sustain this. I'm miserable for a good reason. Your body's fighting back. Like, Whoa, this is, this person's stressed out. He's starving and he, he, we need to pull back the reins on him and, and make him feel miserable. So he stops doing what he's doing. And, and that's, you're kind of fighting your own biology there. So I think it's the Goldilocks rule is what James Clear uh, called it where it's just the right amount of exercise and, and habit change, something you can sustain. And then you kind of build on that, right? It's laying one brick a day until you've got a full brick wall in front of you. And if you try to have the wall before you put the bricks, you're not going to get there. Before you even start the gym plan, before you even go out and buy equipment, how important is it to get your own fundamentals, the things that we just talked about, the sleep, you know, and, and all, you know, all those things in place before you even start your program? Yeah, people are often putting the cart before the horse. And, I, you know, they're marketed, uh, someone's promised some unbelievable results, so they impulsively jump at it. But yeah, until you get the fundamentals in place, nothing's really going to stick. And, and you should be drinking enough water every day, getting your steps, sleeping enough. Like those are fundamental good habits for your own sanity, for your own health beyond fat loss, right? So yeah. It's in your own best interest to do those things, you know, 24-7, 365. But I would definitely recommend implementing them slowly and making this week's habit, getting two liters of water in, 
and only focus on that until it's kind of instilled, right? Give it at least a week before you try to pile on more stuff because then you get overwhelmed and, and we tend not to do very well when we're overwhelmed. This is a personal question for you. How much pressure is it to be a trainer? Like your, 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 your business is health and you're only human. So it's not like you're a robot and like you have, you know, young kids, you're working, you got clients, you got to ba- balance your work and your life and, you know, your, your social life and you, you know, some me time for Mitch. How hard is it to do that when, you know, your business is you, you have to, you can't look terrible or, you know what I mean? Unhealthy or be busted eating Big Macs late at night. How hard is that on the, on a day-to-day basis for, for you? That's a really good question, actually. And I think, I don't know if I've put much stock into that, but it's a legitimate thing. And especially with being a former fat kid, that, that mentality is still back there to binge eat and hide in the closet, eating a bunch of junk food. And don't get me wrong. I have my, my slips still to this day and, you know, things start to backslide for a few days and then I have to catch myself and get back on the wagon. What those do is kind of remind me of why I do what I do because I feel so much better when I have good habits and exercise and eat right. So that's, that helps at this stage to get back on it, but there is a certain pressure. And I think that actually, you know, helps me be more consistent with my plan to a certain degree, but it also, it's almost the opposite effect of being the heavy kid now, or you're getting shunned if you happen to have the piece of cake. Oh, you know, yeah. oh, aren't you the fitness guy? <laughs> totally, right. And family gatherings. Well, no, this is part of the plan. You're supposed to be able to have some flexibility. It's Christmas and you've got your uncle, you know, giving you the gears over. A happy <laughs> so that, that part of it is almost as challenging as anything because you can't be a normal person anymore just because of what you do for a living, but uh, I'll survive. <laughs> pretty funny. Um, hey, before I let you go, Maybe you can tell people how they get a hold of you, website, social media, email, phone number, whatever you want to give. All right. Well, MitchCalvert.com is my home base in the web. I know people still have websites, so you can uh, you can start there, read a bit more of my backstory and get a free uh, metabolism jumpstart guide, which basically goes through what we've talked about today, the fundamentals, but how to implement them into your day-to-day. So I would grab that to get you started, a little uh, quick cheat sheet and email series. Uh, all over the internet, though, Instagram, Mitch Calvert Fitness, uh, forward slash before. That's where I tend to post most of my daily musings and my family kind of see my the other side of me beyond the fitness, fitness coach. Two daughters under six, and they keep me pretty busy, and that's a lot of my life, too. So I like to share that with people and make sure I'm not too one-dimensional. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks for coming on the show today, man. Thanks, Kevin.